Welcome to season two of the Get Out of Teaching podcast presented by Larksong Enterprises. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diakos. In this season, we'll meet ex-teachers who have taken their hobbies and passions from outside of education and created a new career for themselves. We'll talk to people who can support and inspire us as we make the transition and work on identifying the legacy we want to leave in the world. So come along for the ride as we get out of teaching. Episode seven. Hi everyone and welcome to the show. And on today's show, I'm very pleased to be speaking with Dustin Stevens. Hi Dustin, thanks for coming on the show today. Hi, thanks for having me, Elizabeth. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. So Dustin, tell us your story. Where did you begin your teaching career? So I started in a small town in South Korea, actually, called Chonan. And I taught in two public schools for a while. It was so a, it was go a, back. Did you, where did you do your training? Um, it was actually in South Korea. I was, I, I trained at university. I had a practicum and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in, then when I landed in South Korea, there was also a week long training session for the, the Korean schools. So at that time I had an undergraduate degree and then I had a one year long teaching English certificate. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so you'd come from Canada, is that right? That's right, originally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That explains yeah. the accent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't aware I had an accent. Yeah, actually, well. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got to Korea and then what happened? Yeah, so I taught for two years. As a, it was an excellent experience. And then uh, my wife visited it, visited me right at the end. At that time, we were just dating. And um, so we, we had a wonderful time traveling through Seoul and um, another city in Korea called Daegu as well. Uh, and then I came back to Canada and I, I got a job at a language school, which is like uh, they teach SAT and reading and writing, it's an after school program. I mainly taught Chinese students and, and Koreans as well. Okay. And, uh, and then I started my master's program, stayed at the school. Uh, and so I was just working a lot during that time. And then, um, and then my son was born in August, August 13th of 2017. And my wife was quitting work. She's a nurse. Okay. And I realized, oh my goodness, it's up to me now to, to pay the bills. And she had a great job. (laughs) And uh, I was not working full time yet at that point. So I really hustled. I got a website together and I, I don't know if you've heard of the term baby focus, but that was definitely me. I was, uh, you know, my son was on, on his way and I was very, very focused Mm. on, you know, creating this website, tutoring first in person. And then later that led to online tutoring. And once I started that, I didn't want to look back. And so during that period, I was looking for jobs here and there as well. And I I taught at college for a brief time, but it really wasn't uh, what I was expecting nor what I was looking for. Yeah. So that's a huge pressure, isn't it? You've got a young family, it's about to happen. And I know a lot of the, the people I talk to who are, you know, a bit older, that's one of the main reasons. 
that they don't leave the profession is because of the mm. security of having a, a job in, you know, as a teacher, they, at least they know kind of they've got a regular income. So, but it sounds like your job wasn't that great anyway. So <laughs> it wasn't really providing you what you needed in the first place. That's exactly right. Yeah. And um, Vancouver has a very expensive cost of living. And so, you know, we had to find a way to pay the bills basically. Mm. Yeah. So you hustled, mm. you set up your website. Yeah. Um, so how long, by that time, how long had you been teaching for? Um, by that time I had been teaching, let's see, that was 2017. So that, that was about five years at that point. Okay. So you're a pretty yeah. experienced teacher by then. Yeah, fairly experienced at that point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so the, the tipping point then was really needing to provide for your family. What, yeah. what was the next thing you did? Like you, you had to, you created a website, but you know, lots of people do that and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. How did you make it work? Yeah, well, I was advertising. There's a platform here called Craigslist. I guess it's all over the world too, but it's, it's more popular here. And so I was advertising on there for home tutoring. And through that, I, I, I started uh, tutoring to about, you know, the point where about half of my hours were tutoring uh, within the house, but I was driving everywhere. You know, <laughs> it was, it was kind of crazy because I was, I wasn't just within one city. I was driving to other cities within Metro Vancouver. And then, um, I realized with my online students that I could be so much more focused and just this, the, the way that I think too, I think it fit very well for making the most out of our time. Yeah. And so I used Google Drive and, and other technologies to, to just build my own lessons um, from, from what I had learned at the language school and, and other places. And, um, yeah, and, and then once I saw that, I realized, okay, this is what I want to do from now on because I saw the results with my students and uh, people were improving a lot more than they were in the classroom. It's really interesting, isn't it? So, I, I mean, I guess the other thing is that if you're online, you don't have all of the social niceties like knocking on the door and saying hello to the mum and would you like a cup of tea and all those things that happen when you're in someone's home, you just get straight down to business. Right. Yeah. So I, I usually have a bit of time with a student to, you know, minute or two just to touch base, but yeah, we really do hit the ground running right away. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're getting better results now than you, than you were if you're going into their homes as well. Is that right? Yeah, because I was, well, what I started doing is I started bringing my laptop into the home and getting the student to use their laptop too, because that system was working well. Um, and then I could just you make use of the internet to teach. Um, you know, I could use presentations online or videos and integrate that into my lesson. And uh, whereas, you know, in the classroom, uh, typically I was more restricted uh, it was it was paper handouts in, in the schools I was in, or even when I was using the computer, it was for a PowerPoint presentation. But the medium of instruction wasn't the computer itself. Yeah. Right. So I found the internet has led to very efficient teaching. Yeah, and effective too. So you were actually in the in their house, sitting opposite them, and you're both on your computers. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> so we were talking, <laughs> but I was also trying to get people onto the idea of tutoring online. Yeah. Uh, so I even tried video chat in the houses when I first got started. Right. Um, and some people signed on or kind of, you know, when it was, I remember a few snowstorms actually, where it was inconvenient uh, to go to their house and then they would try it and then they would think, oh, this, you know, actually this is working quite well. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I gradually shifted into online teaching. And then at some point I just said, you know what, um, this is, this is all I want to do. Mm. Yeah. And so did you, did you charge less because you weren't doing all the travel? Like how did you, was there a sweetener for them or was it just like, this is how I'm doing it now? You're in or you're out. Yeah. I think I did play around with that a little bit yeah. at the beginning. Um, but what I've focused on now is I put a lot of my time into preparing lessons. Um, so I, I, I see the driving time as an, the, the driving time that I'm not doing now as an opportunity to really focus on the quality of my lessons, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and I've also made, you know, things like billing more efficient as well. So I can focus on the teaching and the curriculum development. So how did, how have you done that? How have you made billing more efficient? So for example, originally I was invoicing for everything. Okay. Um, and I moved to a subscription model. Right. Uh, so that I could, a lot of time was used up creating invoices, even when I would have recurring invoices, just emailing people, reminding them to pay the invoice, etc. cetera. Uh, so I've used programs where I can basically have a subscription model, like you would see elsewhere on the internet. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then they're just paying you. There's no drama. It's all easy. Right. And they can cancel easily from the top of any receipt email too. So okay. they're still in control and it works well. Yeah. That's great. Excellent. And have you lost much business because of COVID? No, it's been the opposite. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been the opposite because, uh, you know, usually there would be summer camps and so people would be dropping off in the summertime but actually a lot of parents have increased their hours. I just had a parent uh, increase from two hours to six hours uh, now. So that's just one in example. Week. In a week. Mm -hmm. In a week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, teaching more than 40 hours right now. So it's quite busy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so do you do any group work? I do actually. Um, right now it's primarily with siblings who are, within the same grade, which isn't that common, um, or, you know, close to, they, they have close to the same level. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, I've, there's obviously scope there. If you've got someone signing up for six hours, you could say, why don't you do two hours in a group and then we'll do four hours one-on-one -on -one or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I have taught groups before. It's just, it takes more to set it up and, you know, to, to contact people to make sure they're available for the same period of time. And right now I'm just not focused on that, but probably in the future I will. Yeah. Yeah. Do it again. I was thinking yeah. about scaling. How would you scale it anyway? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, mean? no problem. Well, I, I, I do now actually I'm working with a small team of tutors 
who are um, taking on clients that I feel are, are better suited for somebody else. Uh, and what I mean by that is that I've, I'm trying to stay focused primarily on grades five through 12. And um, so I'll have adult clients looking for, you know, IELTS or TOEFL training. Um, and so I do fifth to 12th grade and then also uh, SAT prep as well. Yeah. Uh, and you're passing on the other people who want something different to someone else. That's right. Yeah. So you've got an empire that you're building up right now. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's certainly, it's certainly better than, than what was happening before, I think. And, and primarily for, for students, I think, because uh, I'm able to actually see that the lessons are more productive, right? And I'm able to um, really feel invested in them. I guess that's the way I am too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, these are my lessons. I created them. It's not a school's curriculum that I think is maybe ineffective at, re at reaching Got the it. students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on your way out, as you were developing this business and you were still teaching and still hustling, like working mm -hmm. at different jobs, mm -hmm. was there fear around that? Like, am I going to be able to make a good living doing this? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I relied on the language school and other, other schools as well because of that fear for a long time. Uh, and then about, let's see, how long has it been now? About 10 months ago, I decided, okay, um, let's go 100% full in with this business. And so what, what my family and I decided to do because we're crazy is move to South America in, in order to make that happen. So we went and lived in a small town in Chile. Uh, <laughs> Was that just an economic decision to have a cheaper cost of living? Um, it didn't end up really to be a che cheaper cost of living because I had to make up those lost hours. But, and then also, uh, you know, with flights and, and we were traveling a lot as well. Um, but it did, it did really push me to be fully focused on the business. And we really enjoyed our time down there as well. Of right. Course. So there were other benefits that weren't financial or, or efficient. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Long-term it was financially beneficial though, because yeah. of, because of shifting no, yes to, yeah, to okay. solely being yeah but business. you're not there now no no i'm not <laughs> we we moved back uh right as the canadian and u.s borders were uh basically shutting down my wife's actually american um so we heard a news story about the uh, Canadian border not allowing Americans to come into the country. And that really worried us. It was still family members that could come in and that's how right. it is right now. Sure. Uh, but at that point with the uncertainty that was in the air, we decided, okay, it's, it's time to go back. And Chile was actually creating hygiene zones at that time, closed off um, provinces uh, with, okay. within the country. So, our flight was canceled to get from the small town we were in to Santiago. 
and we uh, were you know wondering what what we were going to do we were contacting friends and neighbors my next door neighbor uh drove me around the town to talk to the police talk to the bus stations to try to get out and to try to get to the international airport in santiago and eventually a friend of a friend drove us from our town to santiago it was about a nine hour drive Oh, wow. And then we flew friend. through all of the high-risk airports, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and then on to Seattle, and then, no, Atlanta, Georgia, Minneapolis, Seattle, and then Vancouver. So many airports. <laughs> yeah, in co during COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah. amazing that you made it, because once they shut our board, like we said to all our kids, if you want to come home, you come home now because you know even here in australia we they they shut borders and so yeah we had the same issues only not as extreme as yours <laughs> okay yeah it yeah, it, sorry. it was it was nerve-wracking for sure I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> especially with a little one mm -hmm. so as you were doing this did you have to um like learn some new stuff did you have to get some training to set up your business like what what did you already know what did you need to learn what did you bring from uh, education? Yeah, so a lot of, I, I wish I would have gone that route, actually. Um, but a lot of it I, I learned slowly. And part of that was, was financial. But now when I look back, it would have been a great idea to, you know, have a, have a coach, um, you know, to, to guide me through some of it. But I was using, you know, YouTube videos and people that had, gone through a similar experience and we're like 10 years ahead of me basically okay yeah. well that's you know that's good isn't it just finding out that information from somewhere and so mm -hmm. did you have to go and do any kind of training or it was just using youtube and other resources that were free um i i didn't i just used youtube and um you know just google a lot <laughs> googling a lot of different resources um so so that was it but you know i had the tr the, the teacher training that i could rely on um and i am comfortable with technology and really comfortable um you know navigating online tools and working with that and that's something i've kind of done as a hobby so that was certainly a strength right yeah, yeah. so i was going to ask about setting up your website so you did that yourself Yep. I used a website builder and it was a learning experience uh, and it was my, I set up a website earlier um, under a different name and everything and it, it didn't quite work. I didn't like how it looked. So I scrapped the entire thing. So it was a lot of hours that I wasted in, in the first version of that website. Right. Yeah. But you also must have learned some things along the way, surely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So it's not really a waste. That's true. I just want to reframe that for you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, so now you, you've got your own business and is it a viable income? Are you able to support your family on that? Absolutely, yeah. And you're living in Vancouver, so the cost of living is fairly high. We're living just outside Vancouver right now. During COVID, we returned to my hometown, um, which is it's close to the metropolitan area. But yeah, the cost of living is pretty high here. Yeah. And you told me before you came, we, we started recording that uh, you, you had to quickly find somewhere to live when you got back. Right. Yeah. So we had friends scrambling. We actually came the day before, get this, the day before uh, self 
quarantine was mandatory. So we would have been stuck in the hotel that we were in. It was a one bedroom hotel. Um, and, and I was ready to start teaching right away. So, so that would have been an interesting situation with three people, uh, you know, one of them being a toddler uh, in, a, in a one bedroom hotel. I can yeah. imagine it would not be fun. You'd, they'd have to hole up in the bathroom for, while you were teaching or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our families, our, our family members and friends really came through for us. Yeah. Awesome. And so um, if someone wanted to work with you as a student, uh, how would they go about that? What's the best way to get in touch with you if they wanted to use your service? The easiest way would be through my website which is stevenseducation.com. Mm -hmm. And there's a number on the top right. And they could just click that and, you know, there's information there that usually I'm teaching. So if they phone, uh, they might not get through to me. So yeah. usually uh, texting is best. Yeah. yeah, got it. Okay, so they, they can just find you that way and it sounds pretty easy. And you've got a website. Yeah. And do you take payments through your website as well? Yep, I do. Um, or I'll send a link through an email that's from my website. But Right. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to get a picture of how you run your business because I know that there are lots of teachers out there who have thought of doing this as another, either as a side hustle or as an alternative mm -hmm. to their education, like regular classroom teaching. And especially now they're experiencing using the, the technology because they've mm -hmm. all been having to do online education in the classroom and I'm pretty sure there's enough students out there that everybody could have a job quite happily <laughs> everyone mm -hmm. who do it there's plenty of work so um Dustin do you feel have you got any regrets about leaving your regular job and doing what you're doing now no I don't regret it at all I would have regretted if I if I hadn't done it for sure Right. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the best decisions that I've made and that we've made as a family. Mm. It was risky. It wasn't always easy, right? Like at the beginning, there were days where I really had to hustle and work hard. Uh, there were days in Chile where I was working 16 hours, but it was definitely worth it. Oh, so you could, I guess, because of time zones, you mm -hmm. could do that, but that's a long day. Yeah, not teaching the whole day, but just working on long-term projects, um, you know, whether that it was blogging or marketing or w whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So working on the business as well as in the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And so Dustin, as we wrap this up, what's the legacy that you want to leave in the world? Well, one thing I've noticed that really impacts my students is their mindset. And so for instance, um, I had a student recently who made the connection with a dream he had. He actually wanted to be an, he wants to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and that writing was an important component of that. Okay. And wow, did his grades take off. He was a D student when we started. And uh, I think about, two in a after about two months of tutoring he was an a student wow that's which is incredible impressive. yeah and i i had a hard time believing that when he told me i was like prove it buddy um but i and so i've been reflecting on that and i thought well you know in the business world we ha have all these there's all this talk about mindset and how important that is and it absolutely is but students need that too to succeed in school 
they need to know about the compounding effect, right? They need to know that if they just improve by 1% each day, that, um, you know, that's going to have a massive impact over time, yeah. right? And, and that's just one area uh, to, to work on in terms of mindset. So the legacy that I would like to have now, as I'm becoming more aware of the importance of mindset and motivation, is to basically encourage my students to become confident, to develop those mindsets that you know we've, we value as, as, as business people, and to you know, make that connection to their schoolwork um, as well. And so that it's not just writing as this thing that's done for an assignment, but it's writing as part of a vision that you've developed for your life because that's going to help you uh, now and in the future beyond school. Mm. So that's the, the impact I'd like to have. And that is a wonderful impact to have in the world. Dustin Stevens, thank you so much for coming on the Get Out of Teaching podcast today. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. You've been listening to the Get Out of Teaching podcast presented by Larksong Enterprises with your host, Elizabeth Diakos. Do you know someone else who could benefit from hearing more stories of hope and transition from teachers all around the world? Please take a moment to share this and other episodes via your podcast app. Each share helps me reach listeners just like you who can benefit from this content. The Get Out of Teaching podcast is proud to be part of the Experts on Air podcast network. For show notes and other resources, please visit larksong.com.au forward slash podcast.